Hello, and welcome to Throwing the Facts with Luke Bennett. I've been out for a while, but I'm back, and we got a lot to dive into. So, the first thing I want to talk about is Bradley Beal and the uh, whole Wizards situation. Because, you know, a lot has changed in a week um, with that situation as he was unhappy and then, you know, now he's not. But, so, earlier last week, you know, Bradley Beal was very frustrated because he was scoring 40 points and the team was still losing. He was doing all he could to try to get this team to winning. And you could really tell, I mean, by the videos of him shaking his head, him just looking, you know, absolutely upset. That he didn't really want to be there. And then, you know, the Wizards played the Nets and Russell Westbrook has come back and they they beat the Nets when they score eight points in the final ten seconds of the game. Absolutely insane. And I think Bradley Beal realized that, you know, if Russell Westbrook could be a top-tier player right now, be like the old Russell Westbrook, that I think you realize that this could be a threat offensively. Now, I think they still got a trade in the trade deadline coming up to get a more defensive presence or at least sign someone to get a more defensive presence. But if you get Russell Westbrook to have 30-point game, and you already know Bradley Beal's going to score above 20 points because I think second to Clay, he's the best shooting guard in the league. That this man, or excuse me, this team, could really have a potential. So I think he realized that, and he's like, you know what, I don't want to be traded because... After a tough loss, and you could really see it on his face, he he was going to request a trade. But now, after that game, after they beat the Nets, he is content with staying. And my thing about Bradley Beal is, I don't think Bradley Beal gets enough credit, really as a player, or really around the league. Um, he should be an all-star, no doubt, and he's always got snubbed. So, I think that Bradley Beal, if you put him on any other team, I think he could make that team ten times better. But, you know, he's always been loyal to the Wizards, and I think he always will be. So, I don't think he's going to, you know, leave. Um, 
But that's my take on the whole Bradley Beal situation. I'm glad that he wants to stay, but it would have been interesting to see where he would have landed if he wanted to trade or didn't want to play anymore with the Wizards. to the next topic which I want to say is who is the most highly anticipated player right now and the trade deadline coming up so Zach Levine I would say that I think a lot of teams are going to try to trade for Zach Levine the man is having a breakout season right now and the Bulls aren't really contenders. You know, they're still a little bit in the rebuilding phase. They got some pieces, but um, I think if the Bulls see a good offer, you know, they might they might trade Zach Levine. But I think a lot of other teams are eyeing Zach Levine, and they really want him on their team. I'd be interested to see where he goes if he does get traded. So I think that's the first player that, you know, is the huge buzz around the trade deadline. I think the second player is Lonzo Wall because the Pelicans have really kind of made it clear. I think that they are open to trade offers for Lonzo Ball and J.J. Redick. I think they're going to do a package deal. So it will be interesting to see, you know, where he goes. I know that the Kings have shown interest and other teams as well. But um, the Nets have shown interest in J.J. Redick, too. And I think... um, read this report so the pelicans are in touch with celtics warriors heat nets suns magic kings knicks and blazers regarding both lonzo ball and jj reddick so those teams are really eyeing lonzo ball and jj reddick because yes i think that the pelicans have kind of made it clear that they are wanting to move on from Lonzo Paul. You got Nikhil Walker, who is a developing point guard that earlier this season against the Clippers scored above 30 points, had a career high. Last year was his rookie season, but you're really starting to see him come in in his own shell, kind of make it clear that you know this guy if he keeps on developing will be a good starter and you know while Lonzo Ball was on the bench for an injury he really used that time to shine and the Pelicans were like oh man do we really need Lonzo Ball so I think that Lonzo Ball will definitely be traded I think it's going to be interesting to see where he goes I honestly think that um 
the Magic could potentially make a move because of Markel Fultz torn ACL. But I wouldn't say that that's the number one team he'll go to. But I think um, he might be traded to the team and he might not even start. I think Lonzo Ball days as a starter in the league might be in question right now. Because J.J. Reddick's always, you know, kind of been um, a bench player, a really good bench player as he's gotten older. But Lonzo Ball was a starter in the league for a while. But it's really interesting to see where he goes because the teams I listed off, they all kind of really got point guards. So I think that Lonzo Ball days of being a starter will be definitely in question and it'll be interesting to see where he goes. All right. Now we're going to talk about the 2021 rookies in the NBA right now and who's balling out who's straight balling so I think the uh, most underrated baller of the rookie class of 2021 is Tyrese Burton. Who plays for the Sacramento Kings and is averaging 10 points per game. He has come off the bench for the Kings and really has balled out. I mean, he had a double-double. I think his first in the year last week and, you know, Teammates for the Kings have already praised him. And he is just showing that, you know, he's going to be a really solid bench player for him. He kind of adds that extra energy when, you know, DRM Fox goes on the bench and can carry his own weight. And I think he's been the most surprising rookie because um when he came into the league a lot of people said your shooting form's not going to transition and you know he has definitely proved them wrong with shooting outside the perimeter he also has a good you know kind of body built where he can muscle in the paint you know you see him dunking he can do it all he can shoot outside the paint and he can kind of go in and attack inside the paint as a point guard. And also has really good awareness on the court of where to pass it to assist-wise. I think the second rookie that has kind of balled out is James Wiseman for the Golden State Warriors. He has come in where they, you know, already propelled them, propelled them, I mean, 
to his starting role as center. So he got drafted, and they knew, like, dude, you're going to start. You're going to be that guy. You know, because Steph and Clay, I mean, Steph and uh, Draymond Green need some help with Clay out. You know, they're missing a third person they can rely on. But Jay's Wiseman has really, you know, held his own and kind of been like, hey, I can be that third guy you can rely on with averaging 12 points per game. And he has also scored a career high on January 27th with 25 points, 9 for 14 from the field goal, 6 rebounds, and 2 blocks. So he has been an offensive presence, but he has also been a great defensive presence for the Warriors as you could tell that Draymond Green is coaching him up and giving him tips and pointers about how to be a great defensive presence in this league. So he has really balled out. And then I think the third is Lamella Ball. You know, he scored 27 points on um, Charlotte Hornets' victory win playing against Milwaukee, which is a top-tier team in the East. But I will say that when Terry Rozier got hurt and he made his first career start Monday against the Heat, he only had 12 points and 5 fouls. So there's been a lot of you know speculation, a lot of kind of complaints of being like, Start Lamella Ball, start Lamella Ball. But I think Lamella Ball still needs time to develop on the bench. But that's not good to say that he has been an excellent addition to the Hornets backcourt, has propelled us, you know, adding that extra energy off the bench because the Hornets bench is not very strong. So I think having. Lamelo coming off the bench has kind of worked well. And maybe when he gets a little better, he'll be propelled the starting role. But as for right now, I think he's a solid bench player and a heck of a player as he has great, great court vision. I mean, the passes he has done have been insane. His chemistry with Miles Bridges, you'll love to see it. He's even look, making look, Cody Zeller look good, which is rare. So, he, it's not more of his offensive game that has really shined, but it's more of the way he can move the ball, find the open guys, and create space to find the open guys. And he is a great offensive player. He's shooting forms well. He can drive in the paint. So LaMelo Ball has balled out. And he deservedly won the Rookie of the Month with this performance against the Bucks. Would I say he's the best rookie right now? Uh, I, I wouldn't go to that extent. But he is definitely in the top five. And the last rookie that I think has balled out has been Anthony Edwards. 
So Anthony Edwards was drafted by the Minnesota Timberwolves. Kind of was like, hey, you're going to be, you know, the third guy that we need when with D-Lo and Cap. And he has averaged 19 points per game. And was kind of on the bench. But he has propelled himself into the starting lineup. And has shown that, hey, this man could be a baller. I think that his ability to shoot and his ability to cut in the basket is very good. It's what the Timberwolves needs. And I think um, when D-Lo and Cat come back, I think that Anthony Edwards will fit right in and the Timberwolves will be good. Because they just have D-Lo right now. They still have Cat. But when you get them all three on the court together, I think that Anthony Edwards will gel well and be good with them. That's really it for my rookie review. But I think that all these rookies have been balling out. I mean, this, this class this year has really done well. So props to them. And that's where I'm going to leave it. I'll give an update later in the season. But as for right now, I would say that those are my top tier rookies. So, now I'm going to talk about the Super Bowl. And what I'll say is the NFC Championship game, I I had Green Bay winning, but that was wrong. Tampa Bay Bucks won. Got to give my hat off to Tom Brady. Even though he's annoying and he should retire. Props off to him for being able to prove people wrong about saying, you know, you're only good with the Patriots because, boy, that's wrong. He came to the Bucks in one year and propelled them to a Super Bowl contending team. So that says a lot about him as a player and now go down and his legacy as, you know, really solidifying that he's one of the greatest QBs of all time because not many QBs can do that where they can go to their team in their first year and get them to a Super Bowl. So props off to Tom Brady. AFC Championship, I already knew if Patrick Mahomes was starting, the Bills were in trouble. Boy, were they. Patrick Mahomes came out, flat out bald, and they won. So it's going to be Chiefs and Bucks in the Super Bowl. And 
man, this is going to be, you know, a good one to watch because it's the, the greatest QB right now in the league versus the greatest QB of all time. No doubt that Patrick Mahomes, once his career is over, will be a elite QB in the history of the NFL. There's no question about that. And then you got Tom Brady. You know, people were like, oh, he's one of the greatest, but, you know, maybe pay the Mannings better. He's going to go down as the greatest QB of all time. No question. So you got these two elite QBs facing up against each other. I think everyone's looking forward to that. Even when two years ago, Kansas City faced the Patriots in the playoffs. I mean, that was a highly anticipated game because everyone wants to see Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. And everyone's going to see it again. Except this time, Patrick Mahomes has a Super Bowl ring under his belt. So I think this is going to be a highly anticipated Super Bowl. I think that's going to be a close one. I don't think that's going to be a blowout or anything like that. I think this is going to be a heavyweight fight. Not even because of QBs. I mean, Bruce Arians with Andy Reid or facing against Andy Reid. I mean, you got two of the greatest minds of coaches facing against each other, too. So, this is going to be a heavyweight battle. But my prediction, I hate to say it as a Broncos fan, I think Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl this year and put them in the books as winning back-to-back Super Bowls. Because, in my opinion... I think the Chiefs have so much more weapons offensively than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Needless to say, though, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense is honestly, in my opinion, better than their offense. I mean, their defense is outstanding. So it'll be interesting to see if this defense can go against Patrick Mahomes and shut down that offense, I think that that's going to be the key for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win is not do great on offense, but being able to stop Patrick Mahomes in that offense and then giving the ball to Tom Brady and letting him do his thing. I think that if they can do that, 
they would definitely win. But if the defense struggles and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes outsmarts them, then the Chiefs are going to win. So it's a really, it's a really tough decision to kind of make right now because I think both teams are equally good. I think that this is going to be a back and forth Super Bowl. But in my opinion, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to get it done and win the Super Bowl. So, I am going to pick my All-Stars. You know, the NBA All-Star game is coming up. So, All-Star voting has started. And I got my phone with me. I got the votes ready. And you're going to see who I pick for my All-Stars. So, we're going to start with the uh, Western Conference. And um, you already know the first guard that I got to put, Stephen Curry. I mean, the man has been doing it all this season, carrying the Warriors. And he's flat out been balling. You know, he he kind of didn't do much last season. Was kind of resting up from his injury. But as came came back this season... Full force has been flat out balling. So, my second guard, I think that for my second guard, I want to put my boy Damian Lillard. All right, I think that no matter how the Portland Trailblazers are doing, good or bad. The Damian Lillard is always all-star, always underrated, and in my opinion, one of my favorite point guards to watch in this league. So, Damian Lillard, you have made it. I will give you your first vote. Surprisingly, he has no votes right now. So, I'll give him his first vote as an all-star. All right, so now we're going to go to the backcourt. And you already know that my center, it's got to be Jokic. Jokic is having a great season. Honestly, making a case for himself as an MVP. And has really stepped up, been that leader for the Nuggets. And is honestly one of the best offensive centers in the league right now so now we're gonna go to you already know you gotta pay respect to the game lebron james i mean even at his age he's always been balling he stays balling age does not phase that man and honestly again he's also gonna be in the mvp race as he was last season, he's having the same type of season. 
And our final vote for backcourt. I'm going to put Brandon Ingram. Um, I think that Brandon Ingram has had a tough start in the league with the Lakers and really not performing as he should. And then kind of started to break out and then went to the Pelicans and was a starting small forward and has propelled himself into one of the elite small forwards in the Western Conference. So you already know that man gets my vote. So now let's go on to the East. Good guards. The first guard we see, Bradley Beal. You already know. I already said it. He always is snubbed. And he's been putting up the most points in the whole Eastern Conference. And Kyrie Irving has more votes in him right now. We're not going to let that happen. Bradley Beal earns my vote. Now we're going to move on to our second guard. And, you know, I respect the game of Kyrie. I still don't want to give him an all-star spot for this season because he skipped four games and didn't even tell anybody. And, you know, Trey Young, he's a baller. But I think that one person that has made it clear that he's all, you know, all-star now He's one of a really good guard in the league, Zach Levine. Everyone knows him from the dunking contest. He got to the Bulls. He really developed his game and became a top-tier guard in this league. And I got to pay respect to that. So, Zach Levine, you get my vote. All right, let's go to backcourt. First pick. Coming off the Achilles injury, KD, the man has been training for a year, came out this season, has been straight up balling. Really, one of the reasons why the Nets are so good, not because James Harden is balling now with the Nets, Kyrie's back, but KD, man, he's having himself a season. All right, let's go to who I want as my center. And Joel Embiid got my vote. One of the reasons why the 76ers are so good right now is because Joel Embiid has really picked up his game, has been a defensive presence, has been balling offensively. I mean, the man is a clear reason of why the 76ers are the number one team in the East right now. And standings, even though the Nets are creeping up to that, trying to take it, God pay respect to Joel Embiid up in his game. And the last backcourt that I will give for the Eastern Conference is... Guy go with Giannis, man. Though the Bucks are not where they want to be right now in the season. Now they're still a top tier team, but they're not the best team in the East. 
I think that's what, you know, Giannis really wanted this season. Giannis is still an outstanding player. A human freak, man. The man can do it all. Defensively, offensively, it's very hard to stop him. The paint has up this shooting game. And as long as he is in the league, you will be an all-star. So, that is Luke Bennett's all-star picks for 2021. And we have submitted it. So, I hope you guys like those picks. So that was the ending to throw in the facts. That's all I got for you. I'll be back. Don't you worry. And I'll make another episode. And I'll talk about all the sports stuff. So I'll do a recap of the Super Bowl next week. What I think happened. Talked about NBA. So stay tuned and hopefully you guys like this episode. All right. So that was the ending to throw in the facts. That's all I got for you. I'll be back. Don't you worry. And I'll make another episode. And I'll talk about all the sports stuff. So I'll do a recap of the Super Bowl next week. What I think happened. Talked about NBA. So stay tuned and hopefully you guys like this episode. <laughs>